0: And no sight. <laughs> Poisonous bunchbacked toad. The soul of this man is his clothes. Beetle-headed, flap-eared knave. Anointed sovereign of size and growth. Hello, and welcome to this almost Halloween episode of Strutting and Fretting, conversations with actors and performing artists from Houston and beyond. I'm your host, Timothy Eggert. Today, I'm back and talking to actors Kiara Steelhammer and J.T. Fisher about their roles in Evil Dead, the musical, now playing at the Obsidian Theater. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. So, um, let's just jump right in. Um I can't imagine people not knowing Sam Raimi's super campy yet breakthrough horror film, The Evil Dead. But just in case one of our listeners somewhere in the world is not familiar, can you, in your own words, set up the stage musical version?
1: Go ahead, Kira.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he's saying that because I didn't see it. I didn't see The First Evil Dead until after we were already cast. (laughs) And I still haven't seen the rest of them, but we're working on it. It's around Halloween time, so we're going to get to that. Um, go for it.
1: Okay, so um, obviously there's a lot of uh, iconic moments, iconic lines that they use or that, that happen in the, in the show, kind of similar to Rocky Horror, how, how just the campiness and overall weird quality of it kind of makes it more endearing, especially to the fans of, of the movie and the eventual stage production. So I think um, when when it was transitioned to a stage production, they um, tried to incorporate as much of that feeling as possible, whether it be the lines, how jokes are played, um, characters. They kind of shifted some of the story elements in order to make it more of that campy quality that everyone knows and loves.
2: I like to say that um, they took the camp of the movie and they ramped it up a thousand for the stage <laughs> yeah. play, if you can right. imagine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So this is a musical version. Does that include uh, like elements from later Ash stories, like Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and even that series that was on Stars recently? Or
2: um, it doesn't incorporate any Ash versus the Evil Dead, any of the um, updated stuff. Mm-hmm. But it has a lot of lines from um, several of the original movies, and um, actually. One of my characters is from a different movie than, um, Evil Dead, the first one that I mm-hmm. saw. Um, Annie Noby comes okay. in, right. um, during act two. Well, she's an act. Yeah. Two d-
1: how, how the show generally runs is the first act is Evil Dead and the second act is Evil Dead 2. Okay. And then it has little elements and lines from Army of Darkness and okay. kind of
0: throwbacks to it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are playing multiple characters. Uh, tell me, tell me about that. Who are you playing, and and what is that like?
2: So I actually have um, three separate characters that I play. Okay. Um, which I'm kind of used to as an actress. I tend to be like in ensemble roles where I get to play multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first one was what I was originally cast as, which is Shelley, and she's. Um, the girl that Scott picked up at a bar three days ago oh, right. is—it's yeah. kind okay. of basically how she's described.
0: Yeah, there's no backstory, I think, in the movie. At yeah, all. no, <laughs> she just kind of exists. <laughs>
2: right. um, she's uh, she's scantily clad uh-huh. and um, very ditzy, mm-hmm. so that's always fun to play. Okay, um, and then. Once we got into the process, the um, girl who was originally playing Annie just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Oh, no. Yeah, nobody kind of, they all tried to get a hold of her, and it wasn't happening, and um, the director called me, and she said, normally, um, when they do it, like uh, when they did it Mm -hmm. off-Broadway and all that kind of stuff, they um, had the girl playing Shelly also played Annie. Oh, okay. And so she was like, do you want to take on that role? And I was like, my first lead?
0: Okay, <laughs> let's do it. So now
2: I get to play that role too, and it's a lot of fun. It's just, it's hard um, because there's so many quick changes. Sure, yeah.
0: <sighs> wow. But okay. yeah,
2: and then I, I'm a deadite, so that's
0: Right, awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. Join us. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's cool. I hope she's okay, but I'm glad that you got the part. That's neat.
2: Yeah, I, I hope so
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JT, what about you?
1: Um. So I I am an ensemble role in the show. So I play mm. a bunch of different things. Um. I'm a dead eye towards the end of the show. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm a tree.
0: Which, yeah. I think I saw that.
1: And in, in, in most yeah. shows that's kind of disappointing. But if you know Evil Dead, you know right. all about the, the trees, trees are important.
0: Sure. The, yeah. The um, whole forest is alive. And yeah. Uh, I also uh, kind of frisky. I, I guess is like there's definitely one way a to, frisky scene. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I was wondering if that was gonna somehow end up in that musical. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I also play a moose, a talking, uh, moose head no, and, very and I play, um, Ash's hand, which is really fun. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> That's cool. Yeah.
0: Um, so mm, the, the obsidian's an awesome space Yeah. and, but I can't picture huge dance numbers in it. Um, but this is a musical. So has it, has it got that or is it fight choreography only or a little bit of both? It's or? got
2: both. It's okay. got both. Um, yeah. I unfortunately don't get to do any of the dancing, <laughs> which is kind of, it sucks a little bit because I'm a dancer. Like that's what I sure. used to do. Yeah. Um, but there's as intimate as a space is, they work with what they've got and mm-hmm. there is a big dance number and a big fight number. Um, they fill up the space without it looking too cramped. Okay. So yeah.
0: So is it mostly in or, or? Yeah, Is it mostly a...
2: takes place inside the cabin.
1: They 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 built the set so that the set looks like the interior of the cabin. Yeah. Um, so, most of the story takes place around there. There are moments so obviously they're walking out in the woods, sure. meeting characters and stuff. But uh, set wise, it looks like it takes place in the cabin. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, not having seen the movie or any of them, I guess before, what 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 drove you to audition for the show?
2: Um. I love the director, Kelsey. Well, mm-hmm. one of the directors. Well, I love Tom, too. But um, Kelsey is amazing. She has all of these visions. And what's great with her is that she will kind of give you an idea of of the feeling of the scene. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of pull back and say, okay, now what are you going to do with that? Okay. And just kind of lets you do your thing. It's really awesome. That's cool. Um, and so that... Um, JT was auditioning.
0: <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and the, I'm guessing it's because him. you're a fan. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: Huge fan of the, the show, or the Ash versus Evil Dead, the mm-hmm. movies, sure. and um, I love Obsidian just as a space. Yeah. So if there's ever a show that I'm interested in there, I'll mm-hmm. go for it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Also, um, last year we went to Halloween Horror Nights, and we went through an <laughs> Ash versus Evil Dead um Haunted house, oh, okay. um, cool. at Universal, and um, so I have this like irrational fear of zombies, <laughs> which which adds to the whole thing too. Right. Um, and so we went in, and I was like, "I'm not gonna like this. I'm not gonna like this. I'm not gonna like this." And it ended up being one of my favorites because even the haunted house, as jump scary as it was, mm-hmm. was still campy and funny.
0: Yeah. Funny, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it was good.
0: Well, that's cool. Um, what's I don't know. I guess I, you probably already answered this to a degree, but what's the best thing about this play for you? What what what's challenging?
2: Um having my first lead okay. has actually been and um and doing all those quick changes have been incredibly challenging. Sure. Um but really it's the people that we're getting to work with. Mm-hmm. Um they're all willing to go 110% and I can't not go 110 percent so having that to feed off of and Mm. and everybody's just grown to this like cute spooky family (laughs) (laughs) it's great
1: it's great yeah that's
0: cool jt
1: um i mean i'm like like i said i'm playing an ensemble role so i think the toughest is doing all of the stuff behind the scenes switching characters so quickly Mm. um and then because i'm in that role me and the other two ensemble members jeff and nolan have to have a lot of coordination with everything that we do so Mm -hmm. it's it's just a lot of the same just trying to figure out how everyone meshes and luckily everyone in this cast is incredible and loves each other and it's it's great
2: they um the three of them there are three trees Mm -hmm. and they call themselves the tree amigos
0: (laughs) 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 I love that. That's so cool. That's, that's kind of my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's <laughs> it's probably the proudest accomplishment that the three of us have in the show. Cool. <laughs> that's when we saw the
2: cast list go up and we saw all of these people that mm-hmm. we we knew and loved and some yeah. people that we didn't know but we were excited to meet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Seeing him his name next to Jeff and Nolan's name, we we're like, okay, done. Sold. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. And your ash really looks the part. Is is He's like fantastic he's amazing and
2: he's gone farther than any of us when it comes to this show Mm -hmm. and um he's actually played it before and he loves this show so much (laughs) Um, but it was like a really cheap version that they did like a while back Uh where all of the actors had to supply all of everything they didn't quite have a budget and all of that Mm so him getting to do this he's he's in heaven,
0: <laughs> I think I may have seen how, that like on on YouTube or something. And, yeah, I mean, you, you see like lots of things like that, and and um, you don't realize that at least this one was like a legit off Broadway kind of play. And I mean, I, I've seen other things like Jaws the musical mm-hmm. and Jurassic <laughs> yeah. Park the musical, and it looks like you know adults went to you know, uh, some middle school to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm, I'm really wanting to see it before uh, the end of your run. That's, yeah. But yeah, Um. I, I have to ask also about that, the Halloween nights um, where you've got, I guess, splash zone. In yeah. Thing. So like, did you, I'm assuming there's a lot of bloodletting in just the regular run of the show, but if there's a splash zone involved, it's just—is it like double the blood? What do you? I mean, I don't, I don't, want you to spoil anything, but, right? But um, I mean, it's just I, I guess I don't even know what to ask. I mean, it's just—we <laughs>
2: can tell you a little bit without spoiling too much. In um in the the natural run of the show, I yeah. guess is like the best way to not the midnight shows the right. splash zone. Mm-hmm. Um, in the natural run, there is blood but it's mostly aimed towards the stage yeah um and there are only a few blood packs that kind of
0: yeah blow you sure. know
2: and um and it's it's more just slippery for the actors on stage sure
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. okay
2: um but during Splash zone yeah
0: i can go anywhere
1: yeah we have um <laughs> we we tend to direct it Towards, towards the audience. The audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I
2: felt bad um there's there was this one guy who had cuz we sell ponchos with every ticket yes. in case you want to. Right. Um, of course we have people coming in white, all white. Yeah. Like just waiting to get hit yeah, with yeah, this yeah. Right. with this stuff. Um, but That's he had cool. his poncho on. He had it tied around his face. <laughs> and then I ca- I came on and got blasted and blasted it all into it just. Oh, it into went his into space. the poncho. Oh, yeah, man. into the poncho, into the ears. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. He was a good sport about it, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. But Can't let your guard down. <laughs> no, no. I mean,
0: that's that's Sam Raimi. I mean, I yeah. yeah, just. I remember I, I watched it again just last week, and um, just the, the shot where there's so much blood just running down the camera lens is that's the so that's what that, I'm yeah. picturing yeah yeah, yeah it, so
1: it genuinely does rain blood during those midnight <laughs> shows oh
0: that's yeah. cool yeah. if wow. they hit
2: the ceiling especially
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's great
2: my sister came and she said um to watch your ears okay yeah good yeah <laughs> <so. laughs>
0: All right, uh, let's go into the uh, fret-worthy Fret-, 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 Fret Worthy Fret- Five. Fret Worthy Five. And this time, I, I guess we'll call it the Halloween edition. Um, usually these are totally random, but today I just decided, hey, themes are fun. Um, so <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. First one is, um, is Halloween by any chance either of your favorite holidays? yes. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Okay, why is that? Um, because ever since I was little, I was performing, putting on costumes, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I, I always wanted to be something else or someone else. Mm-hmm. And it was finally a holiday where that was acceptable all the time. Yeah. And it was also, um, it's also my grandma's favorite holiday. She used to deck out, like, even more than Christmas or anything else, she would deck out the house. Mm-hmm. She would deck out her garden. She would do all kinds of things. We would tell spooky stories. Yeah.
0: Wow. It we just sound favorite. like the actor's holiday, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That, that totally makes sense.
2: It's my all-time favorite.
1: Um, I, it's, it's my favorite as well, but for a totally different reason. Um it, Halloween feels like the only holiday to me where there's no pressure on it. Yeah. Like, like with, with 4th of July or Christmas or Thanksgiving, you feel like you have to get together with family that's coming out of town or friends Mm. that are here or uh, Halloween Mm. is the one where you can just. Yourself, and if you want to stay in for the night and give candy to kids, you can do that. If you want to yeah. walk around dressed as an Oompa Loompa, you can do that too. No one's <laughs> gonna stop you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, do you have a favorite Halloween candy?
2: I like almond joys, which nobody ever really what? likes because I like almond joys because I don't know if of I the would coconut was... and stuff. Yeah. I like those, and I like Reese's. Because of the peanut butter, but JT doesn't like peanut butter. The
0: the no. cups or the pieces.
2: Both. Oh, uh, okay. Anything <laughs> Just with peanut Reese's butter. Pieces in general. Yeah.
1: I'm a I'm a sour candy guy, like like um, warheads and sour patch sour patch kids are.
0: Oh, you so my way wife to the way to my long. heart. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Do you have a memorable costume as a kid, or even recently?
2: I have two. So the one that I have as a kid. And maybe because there are pictures of me dressed as this. I cried because I, I wanted to be the red Power Ranger, but that was for boys. So I have a pink, or I have a picture of me in a pink Power Ranger mm-hmm. Halloween outfit. And I remember my sister was a Dalmatian, because yeah. 101 Dalmatians just came out.
0: Uh-uh.
2: And so she was a Dalmatian, and I couldn't wear my mask. Because she was too scared of it. Oh, no. And so the picture is of her in front of me, and I'm behind her so I can quickly put the mask down to get a picture Uh as a pink Power Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) But every time I wore it in front of her, she would cry. And then um, my other one is actually a couple of years ago, um, a group of friends, we all went to a Halloween party dressed as um, hipster Disney princesses.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's cool
2: and i was leia and i wore a like a gold crop top mm-hmm. and i found this really cool um like red skirt that was kind of asymmetrical so it was kind of like slave leia mm-hmm. type thing sure. and i had a sign that said i was a princess before disney
0: <laughs> right that's yeah, cool.
2: That's probably my favorite. So that's
0: far. That's nice. The 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 neat thing about the the Red Power Ranger story though, um, is that <laughs> things are changing to the point where it really doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, and you know, girls can do that if they want to, or you know. I feel like um, I feel I, like if
2: I begged or something, maybe my mom would have been like, "Okay, that's fine. Here,
0: yeah. be a Red
2: Power Ranger." But
0: yeah, I don't know. it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah, I I go into um. Texas Renaissance Festival and there's all these um, female doctors you know that have adapted the male look for their costumes and now they don't have to do that anymore because we got got Jodie Whittaker but um, I just I I always I I just I I am greatly encouraged and and happy about the way things are just sort of changing in that respect it's like it's you know be who you want to be and you know don't put sort of arbitrary limitations on it yeah but that's that that's cool that that you brought that up
1: yeah
2: do you have a <clears throat>
1: um the only the only halloween that i really remember from when i was young and that's again because there's a picture of it and it's pretty iconic in my family is uh, me and my younger brother um i went i think i was seven or eight And I dressed up as Harry Potter because who wouldn't dress up as Harry Potter? (laughs) Right. Um, And my brother dressed up as Mike Wazowski. And his, his, from Monsters Inc. And his costume oh, right. was oh, okay. straight up just like this giant green orb <laughs> that was really <laughs> hard to walk in and way too much to handle for someone who was like five or six. Yeah, it's cool. So the, there's a picture of me standing next to him, just super smiley, holding a wand, and he's just miserable inside this Mike Wazowski <laughs> costume, and
0: I love it. It's fantastic. Um, do you believe in ghosts?
2: I do. I do. I believe in a in a spiritual realm. Okay. And I'm I'm of the belief that it's it's less of like poltergeisty gonna come in and like move things and throw things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a plane that shifts every now and then. Sure. So like when people are walking through like a this is just random, like a field and they see like a cavalry from, um, the civil war or something. It's mm-hmm. because there was a shift in that spiritual realm and those spirits are having to relive their like last
1: moments.
0: That's and, pretty cool and yeah. well thought out. Yeah. I was yeah. going
1: to say, cause I, I've never been a huge ghost f- fan or like a, a believer in it, but I, mm-hmm. the planar shift kind of thing that, that makes sense. I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you had any kind of paranormal experiences? I oh, have. <laughs> you the, got really people people about listening that. to this can't see here <laughs> light up with every single question I ask her. This is like the best interview ever. It's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us about that? I or? can. Okay.
2: Um, so it was my second to last year at Sam. Okay. And um, I don't know how it happened, but. I was friends with this group of people who knew one of the guards that ran the wall. So the wall is um the prison in Huntsville. Texas. Yeah. Um where they do um Texas um what is it called? It's like Death Row or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Where they do all that stuff. Um, so we were on we went on a night tour of the prison. And even whenever I was a CJ major, like way, way back when, criminal justice major, okay. um, I never went and toured the prisons or anything like that. So it was like, kind of like a, Oh, what is this? I've driven past these walls so often and now I get to see what's inside. Mm-hmm. And, um, he actually, he took us through, um, we had to go through security and all that. But Then he took us through the like abandoned areas that they just don't use anymore mm-hmm. And, um, we went through all of those different things and stuff and we went down into this like basement cellar area where there were a couple of, um, like cells and, um, inside of those cells is like from way back when, when the prison wasn't the wall unit, it was something else. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we went all, we all went down and kind of like looked through and he's like, okay, let's all go back up. And I got stuck in the back, which I didn't like cause I was already kind of spooked and freaked out Mm -hmm. so as we were walking up i heard i thought the guy was behind me but i guess it was his echo or something so i turned and i saw like a glitchy which is kind of part of the why i think of this like Mm -hmm. spiritual shift you know i saw this like glitchy shadow go and like go into the cell and then i heard a bang and i looked like and like, dug yeah, up, uh, nice. uh, yeah. Oh, it gives me the chills just thinking about it, but yeah. And I got up there, and um, the guy who was leading kind of like looked back at me, and I was like, I it was a, and he was like, Okay,
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, cool. I, I I I um, I try not to answer my own uh questions because I I've been told, you know, don't do that, but yeah, uh, I wanna know. but interested. you want to know, yeah. you're interested. Yeah. So, I I have a uh, sort of a theater story um, about the Owen in Conroe. And um, I was... Uh, God, what was it? It was I was cast in The Matchmaker for that show. And um, Anjali, my wife, who uh, was in Greece, which was the one, like, r- the, the show that they did right before that. So they were already in performance and we were rehearsing in, like, a rehearsal hall. And um, one Sunday... She was like, um, you're over at the theater. I need you to uh, bring a whole bunch of markers and butcher paper for like the big banners that they oh, that yeah. they that they run through at the, you know, welcome back right. Hi. whatever." whatever So um, it's like, OK, I'll, I'll grab supplies after rehearsal. And um, the director, you know, after our rehearsal was like, OK, I've locked everything. All you have to do is, you know, basically close the entrance door behind you and you're good to go. And it's like, okay. So I spend like 20 minutes looking for the supplies that I need to bring home and, and and they're nowhere to be found at all. And I'm like, uh, forget it. I'm just gonna go home and just tell Lingerie, sorry, we'll just have to find it during the week for next weekend's performances. <clears throat> and so finally, I, as I'm making my way out, there is a um panel backstage um on the stage right side that controls the lights. And, you know, things were preset so I could walk around and see where I was going, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's like, I figured out, okay, well, I'll just turn off the presets and I'll walk up the, you know, the auditorium and I'll leave. Right. So I do that. And then I, I walk out on stage and I realize, oh, I've turned everything you know, so it's like dark. So it's dark. completely dark in this auditorium. It's like ugh, instead of and instead of the, the smart thing, which would be turn right around, and put the house lights back yeah. on. <laughs> I didn't do that. I said I thought to myself, well, I, I've been in a couple shows here. I know my way around in the dark. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And so I take a few first steps, and my shins run right into the like the metal um, oh, no. picnic table. That's that's on set because that you know, that's one that's part of the right all high set, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, oh man, this is a really stupid idea. Why am I doing this? <laughs> and it's like right at that moment I feel like there's this sharp exhale right behind me that makes my you know, the hairs in the back of my neck stand on end. And um you know, I I I'd done a few shows in this theater. I know what the air handler kicking on mm-hmm. sounds like. I know um, what certain machinery sounds like in that theater. This was not that. This was a person, and I was I was absolutely alone in that theater. So that's, <laughs> yeah, after that, I, I basically sat down on the stage and scooted my way off the edge of the apron and calmly walked up and yeah. just left. But, yeah, it's... it's oh, man. It's like there's i'm I'm pretty sure it I don't think it's anything malevolent or bad, but yeah I, i'm there's something in that wild in that place
2: we have a friend who who can sense or see um spiritual,
1: spiritual,
2: presences. spiritual presences and mm. that kind of a thing, and there are a few at uh at stage works at theater that we used to be a part of
0: yeah yeah I don't know i i think I think. Uh, mm. I, I mean, I don't know what it is—spirits is or energy or something—I think are drawn to those places because yeah. there's just so much emotion so much. that's put out on there, and um, uh, and 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 people really put their hearts and souls into the performances. And usually, especially when it's, I think, community theater, people have just sort of become a family, and it's like a second yeah. home. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 you know, uh, I think it's it's kind of a magnet for things getting stuck there. For sure. So um or yeah. wanting to make their presence known there if they're not stuck. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's question four. Uh, the last one, uh, favorite horror movie? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, my personal favorite is uh, The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, okay. That's um, cool. I, I love them. It was... I think it was just the time I saw it. It was wow. it was a time when everything was over the top and everything was right. a lot, either a lot of action or a lot of horror. Everything was kind of mm-hmm. in their compartments, and this was the first one that I remember seeing where it was like. Let's completely break that mold and let's yeah. make fun of what we are you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I just I got a totally different movie than what I was expecting. Exactly. I, I, I was like, it was great. Oh.
1: <laughs> and it, it was also one of the ones I I yeah. was deathly afraid of horror movies for a long time. I, oh, I was okay. a I was a wimp as a kid. Um, yeah. and then seeing that movie, seeing how it kind of changed my perspective mm. of horror movies and how they work, sure. It it opened up a whole new world for me. Yeah. So
2: he showed me that movie a couple years ago because I'm horror movies kind of freak me out. Yeah. And like, I'm not a gore person, which mm-hmm. is funny that I'm an evil Dead. I'm not a gore person and I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a zombie person. This is like, it's all bad things. Right? right. Um, I'm, but I'm, he showed me that movie and I was like, Oh, you know what? This is great. Yeah. This is funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. And then that night I had a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> an awful one yeah. worse than i've ever had in my life and i was like i hate that movie <laughs> i hate it. it's so good
0: that's funny it's just yeah scary. no I, I i remember seeing that that was uh, that, it was a real surprise and i i, I love that a lot yeah. i don't know I, I think you can like be freaked out by horror movies and totally be in them because that's, that's fun. And that's, that's totally different. Well,
2: Mm -hmm. and I, I know all the background workings, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) There's that. The blood Um,
2: will just stain my hair pink. (laughs) Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I, 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 I wouldn't call yourself a wimp. Um, (laughs) you know, as a child, I remember having, um, I remember going to see E.T. in the theater. This tells me how old I am. Um and and um I used to have like a poster which um would have it wasn't like the movie, you know
1: the moon the the big yeah, the big thing.
0: the iconic Mamblin Amblin, amblin um uh, logo yeah. poster. But it was like it was like basically scenes from E. T. like was the border for it's oh, it like cool. stills and then there was a big centerpiece that had I guess him and Gertie or something. And um you know, little, little Drew Barrymore. Um, and I remember going to see that film and absolutely loving it when I was in theater. But when I got home, that poster would always freak me out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Oh my God, are aliens going to come and land? And, you know, I don't know, talk to me in my bedroom or, you know, or something, something oh, worse. Yeah. You know, I was, I was like all of, I think seven wow. or eight at that point. And it's like, I just, you know, I couldn't look at it. It's, it's just weird. So, I mean, uh, you know, a horror movies freaking you out as a kid—that's nothing. I mean, I was I was freaked out by the kids' movie. So like, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um,
1: I remember when I was a kid, um, the I, the the first movie I remember genuinely terrifying me, which looking back is a hilarious and great movie, was Gremlins. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that. We, uh, our parents obviously were gone. So we had a teenage babysitter who was sitting there with us because that's Mm -hmm. how it always happens. And we convinced them that we watch the movie all the time. It's one of our favorites. Yeah. And (laughs) we put it on and we got about 30, maybe 45 minutes into it until my brother was screaming and crying. And, um, there was a very scary, I remember this vividly. There was a very scary moment in the, in the movie. It was, and in horror movies, obviously the scary moments were very loud. Right. Um, and we, as kids, didn't know how to work our media system. Oh, right. Um, so I screamed and got scared, and the babysitter obviously ran up and turned off the TV thinking that would stop it. But it's a media center kind of thing, yeah. so the sound is still blaring, and we don't know what's going on <laughs> anymore, so it's even scarier. <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of screaming, kids. Yeah. And then we... we uh, our parents ended up walking or walking through the door right at that moment while of we were course. screaming and the babysitter was <laughs> right. running around frantic. That's... They ended up uh, throwing the movie away, so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what you're saying is you've never seen the end of Gremlins.
0: It, it took like another decade for me to finally finish that movie. That's every Christmas for us, actually. It's like
2: screaming at a media center, no. or a teenage babysitter. Well, that too. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean
0: uh, Gremlins. Most people forget it's actually a Christmas movie. Um, yeah, we do
2: Die Hard every yeah every Christmas. There you go. Early. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: all about the unconventional Christmas. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, weird thing about the. Gremlins is that was like maybe 2 years later from ET and by then, you know, I was just, you know The poster ma- didn't mature, scare you, you etc. Yeah, and I actually had one of um I can't remember is it Spike or Stripe? I can't remember. Like the the lead oh. mean gremlin guy with the mm-hmm. mohawk. And I had like like I don't know a doll of him. He was plastic and 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 oh, the hair red. Yeah, and he was I don't know, maybe 2 foot tall and um I forget we were moving out uh of an apartment into a house I think and um I had to pack up all my stuff and the um the uh there was a microwave that they were packing up and for some reason they I, I don't know they left it on the on the carpet you know they were just cleaning out rooms this is before we had like a built-in kind of mm-hmm. Um, you know, overhead microwaves, these are ones that are huge and they sat on countertops and took up a lot of space. But, um, I don't know, I was in the middle of packing, and stupid, I guess, nine year old me thought. Oh, you know what I, I can put I can put the gremlin in the microwave cuz that's a scene from the movie. And <laughs> and that's how I lost that gremlin. Oh. It's just like they ended up selling I think the microwave and then I forgotten that it was in there. Oh, no. But I always re- I always imagine oh. whoever bought the microwave getting the absolute crap scared <laughs> out of them when they first opened it up to look you know, because there's big, <laughs> scary, claw-filled, you know, gremlin inside. So, Aww. it's like, but, yeah. Anyway. Well, so that's, <laughs> that's really <funny>. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant me. Anyway, that's the fretworthy worthy five. You survived. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to take a break for a bit. And after the break, we will talk to Kira and JT about their lives as actors who are plot twists, married to each other. Uh, oh, don't crazy. fret. We will be right back.
1: How did this happen? You have to believe me, Beast would never do anything to endanger Fable Town. I think this situation requires certain skill sets, Miss White. I guess it takes a wolf to track a wolf.
0: We may have a problem.
1: Protecting Fable Town was my job. I failed them.
0: There are things that happened in the homelands, things that nobody knows about. Whatever's happened is bad, but right now, Fable Town could use a little bad of their own.
1: Welcome to Fable Town. For more information,
0: go to fabletownseries.com. Welcome back to Strutting and Fretting. I'm talking with actors Kiara Steelhammer and J.T. Fisher from Evil Dead, the musical, which I'm a little jealous I'm not in because it sounds awesome. Um, but hey, let's talk about you. Um, why theater and how did you start?
2: Um, my So, spoiler alert. Right? JT and I are married. At our um, wedding, my dad actually in his um, speech said it best. Um, Ever since I could stand in front of people, Mm -hmm. I was always performing. I was always doing something. Whether it was singing my ABCs, coming up with a brand new song, um, saying poetry that probably wasn't very good. Um, I was just always performing in front of people. Uh, My... Grandma in her old house used to have this raised, um, like in front of the fireplace, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: like a hearth. I don't know Mm -hmm. what it's called. And I would stand on it and I would perform on it. And then they had their fireplace removed. They did something Uh and they put that brick piece out in the backyard and I would uh, go out into the backyard and stand on it and perform. For you. For, it was for me. It yeah. was my okay. stage. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, ever since I was young, I, I always did it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't really do it in, in high school. I performed with the band. I was in the color guard. So I started dancing and okay. kind of doing some more like other ways to perform. So I was still always performing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Always a ham. Okay, and um, then,
0: then then Sam Houston, and then
2: Sam Houston. Yeah, my um, my papa actually. I was coming to him, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I keep bouncing through all of these majors, and I don't. I just don't know. And he was like, Well, as long as you are dedicated to getting your degree, it doesn't matter what your degree is in. Mm-hmm. Do whatever your heart wants you to go do. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, I guess I'm joining the theater program. Mm-hmm. Um. After one and a half years of college. So here we go. I,
0: I mean, I've, I've heard uh, so many people go to Sam specifically for theater. And, and you're, I think, the first actor I've met who went to Sam but not for theater and just found your way there.
2: Yeah, I, d- I actually didn't realize that theater was, there was such a big thing. Yeah. Um, I went, f- <laughs> this is so crazy. I went for forensic science. Okay. Um, because I had taken a forensic science class in high school. They had offered it randomly one year, right? I don't like gore. I don't do any of that (laughs) stuff, but here I am. I'm going to be a forensic scientist.
0: But hey, cadavers are cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot that goes on.
0: Uh (laughs) So how many majors did you have? You had forensic science. You also mentioned, uh, criminal justice.
2: Yeah. I had forensic science, moved on to criminal justice because, um, I failed a science class and decided that science was not my thing. Okay. Um, so I went to criminal justice and then while I was there, I was like, you know what? I don't want to actually like be involved in any of this stuff. I just want to be on TV reporting it. So why don't, why don't I move to, <laughs> to, to what is it called? Masscom. Yeah, and I'm going to, no, I'm going to be a reporter. That's sure. what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I went to Masscom and I was in Masscom for a semester, if that. <laughs> and I was like, you know, <laughs> then I went to my papa and I was like, I don't know what to do.
0: Okay, so theater was your fourth major. It was
2: my fourth and final major. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. JT, your origin story.
1: Oh, boy. Um, I feel like a superhero now. Um, <laughs> I uh, I didn't do any kind of theater growing up um, at all. Um, I grew up playing every sport imaginable, and I kind of ended up settling into tennis, and I played tennis um pretty rigorously for my all of my teenage years uh, eventually getting a scholarship to go to college um playing I, so I was focused on on sports so I didn't do anything really musical I didn't do anything really um, you were
2: musical I I did I own. did like
1: percussion and stuff in and like middle school I didn't do any kind of marching band or anything but I always I always liked to sing and I, I taught myself to play guitar because you can't sing everything a cappella. For the ladies. Um, yes, I, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, and then um, later later on in my uh, tennis career, um, I got a really bad injury and never fully recovered from that. Mm. Um, so that, that was after I made it to uh, college, had a scholarship, and I kind of felt like, it wasn't my thing anymore because I couldn't. I was. I felt like I wasn't playing at my full potential. Whatever. Um, so I went to college for a year up in New York, and while I was up there, I started uh, diving more into the music scene. Um, I started following like cool punk rock groups, um, and then started performing my own gigs up there. And I was only up there for a year. When I came back for the summer, um, I, I went to Stevens Institute of Technology for a computer science degree. Um, and then I came back here and, and during the summer that I was back here, I ended up finding a, a really solid job, um, that I would have, it, it was something that I would have gotten after I graduated. So right. I was like, oh, why not just take the job? Mm-hmm. Just do it now. Um, so I, I came back here and when I made it back, all of my friends were off at college. Everyone that I knew was kind of gone. So I didn't really have a foundation to settle on. So I was sitting mm-hmm. at home a whole lot. Um, and, uh, at the time stage Works was called Houston family arts center. Right. Um, and they happened to be doing an audition for Les Mis, which, oh, wow. and they okay. were like
2: down the street. They,
1: and it, so it was, <laughs> it was maybe a five minute walk from my house. My house okay. was right behind it. So I right. was like, you know what? Why not? A, why not audition? Let's, what's the worst that can happen? Um. And I, I had, uh, like crippling stage fright. I had pretty sure. bad anxiety. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't ever great at talking to people even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that and that kind of just paved a trail. I met an entirely new group of friends. I met Kiera, which mm-hmm, was great. Yeah. I, I met her in what, my third show there. Once I started, I just yeah. haven't stopped for like three, four years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's still I I mean I still say it's a new thing to me because it feels like yeah, something well, that's new. I, I remember you know?
0: Lame is. I, I I had a friend that was in that. Um, I I was actually then, in it with Jared Barnes. Yeah, Jared yeah. Barnes. Yeah. Um and um, I mean, like that's real recent. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, that was that was my really only three maybe four years ago. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. that was
1: my first show. So I've okay. I haven't been doing it for very long, but I've I've found this new drive and all of these people that are so passionate about what they do it's a community that i didn't know existed so it's amazing to discover that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean to kind of fall into it yeah i think i got really lucky and it's kind of reshapes
0: your life to a degree (laughs) well
1: it's it's helped me personally because i i was never great like i said talking to people anxiety now i can get up on stage and i feel comfortable i feel comfortable doing something like this talking Mm -hmm. which i never would have done before i also
2: force you to Kind of talk to people and yeah. make him have friends and stuff because I'm a super social person. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, yeah. the The dynamic with my wife is the same thing. Um, I I'm like super introverted, and I can somehow shut that off mm-hmm. when when I need to perform. Um, but I always say that she's like the public face of the relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, sounds about right <laughs> yeah so I totally I, t- I totally get that and you guys met a, a, at Stageworks I guess so what mm-hmm. show is that um,
2: it was Three Musketeers okay I saw um, that yeah, yeah I so we were both just in the ensemble which mm-hmm. was awesome but I originally wasn't even gonna walk in and audition oh. I um, I went to the Alliance auditions and I ugh, so silly you come out of college with this theater degree and you're like, I'm gonna be a professional actress now. Mm-hmm. I'm only gonna take things that pay me. Right. Yeah, that's not actually how it works. That's, <laughs> not, that's not actually how it works. That stuff comes, but you know, you gotta work your way there. Nobody yeah, in Houston to, knows you from Adam. Right, you have you to know? hustle for sure. Yeah. So I I answered the call. I got an email from Stageworks because they went or Houston Family Arts Center, I guess, at the time, because they went to Alliance. Yep. and, um, I went and auditioned and at that point I still didn't know what my type was. Okay. Um, so I was hoping for this role that definitely I wasn't going to get at all. Yeah. And, um, and they called me up and they were like, Hey, so we want to give you an ensemble. And I was like, Oh, all that. um, but they were like, but we also need somebody to kind of come in and help Stage manage because we're sharing a stage manager
0: mm. between
2: um, two shows, so if you can come oh, okay. in and kind of help out, are the stage man because it's a small community theater, right. so the stage manager at the time, um, our friend Stephanie, she was doing um, Secret Garden and Three Musketeers back to back.
0: Okay,
2: so I got to go in and kind of do that, and actually, um, the first time I ever saw JT, I walked into a Secret Garden rehearsal mm-hmm. so I can watch what Stephanie did yep. so that my notes would transfer easily to her notes. I just wanted to kind of mirror what she was doing, mm-hmm. make it a little easier on both of us. And, um, he was dancing this, Oh, I don't even know what the song was, but he was doing this Kamehameha move <laughs> like, <laughs> from Dragon Ball. And I was like, <laughs> and he had like 14 bracelets on. He had probably those tight red pants that he's wearing now. He looked like a total punk. Mm. And I was like, well, he's cute. What dance are they doing right now? <laughs> I was like, is this what community theater is? Just like stealing moves from Dragon Ball Z? We <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: got you the were... moves to get the ladies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at least you have the moves. The best thing that I can
0: do is like the Kermit flail and the sort of... <laughs> muppet bounce and that's that's basically those are my go-to moves as well yeah okay all right i I do feel better
2: he likes to say that he can control one part of his body at a time so either he could do the hips or he could do the top
1: i'm i'm great (laughs) so i always say i'm great i don't go to bars but i say i'm great at bar dancing so if i'm like sitting in a bar stool Uh the top half of me can groove but as soon as the legs get involved it all goes out of whack yeah Or I can stand and do like a step touch thing, but the top half has to be really calm and chill. Yeah, (laughs) so
0: fun. It's very specific. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I. I control more, but more than one body part at a time, but it's not necessarily coordinated. Kind of rhythm or um, correct movements. So yeah. um, Yeah. Choreographers uh, hate me. Yeah. So. um, Kira, you, you do a bit of teaching too. Is that right? I do. Okay. Uh, well, so what teaching theater and what's that like? And... Um,
2: so I had this really awesome professor named, um, Liz freeze. I'm, I'm not sure if she's still at Sam or not. Um, but she said, if you want to get anywhere in theater, you need to know more than just acting. Yeah. You needed to, to delve into all the different aspects of it. So I was able to learn so many things from her when it came to um, set painting, set building, that kind of stuff. And I just picked up, as I was at SAM, all these different parts. Um, but one of them was never teaching. And then whenever I got to HVAC, they um, asked me to come on as a uh, an intern. And I was like, oh, I can use all of these like technical things and help mm-hmm. them out. And it ended up being more... Of a teaching position with them um, in their academy. And I, so I started out just doing choreography. Um, the ages range from five to 14 for the kids' camps and then yeah. from 13 to 21 or something for the teen mm-hmm. camps. So it's mostly people who are like in high school sure. to like. Beginning of college, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I was able to go in and kind of do that. And then it kind of developed into this love of teaching kids everything that I know and, and letting them teach me stuff that right. I can use. Mm-hmm. Um, and choreographing and directing and shaping these young minds to be more confident has been one of the like most rewarding things that I I could have ever gotten from from Stageworks
0: yeah. slash old age track okay so are you still doing that or, or is that over
2: this is my last show with them I know they don't know they don't know yet uh oh
0: they'll know by Monday or know this out. <laughs> yeah right yeah so wh- which show is that is this Wonka or this wh- is Willy Wonka oh, Junior okay. yeah. yeah
2: we almost have Act 1 done which is great mm-hmm. we have been at the like middle of December I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure his little kids, but we get to be on the big stage, so they're super excited about oh, it. Oh wow, that's yeah.
0: cool. Yeah. So but yeah, so I just In the Garza, not the Fisher. Yeah, in
2: okay. the Garza, yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited. Um I've gotten lucky that a lot of the kids who have done shows with me, um, their parents have friended me or, or talked to me on a regular basis through email or okay. or even text. And um and they become become some of my greatest friends too. Um, so I, I'm always going to keep up with them and see kind of what they're doing and be there for them. Um, some of them I've actually done audition prep with outside of, um, just doing our shows and stuff. So it's been good. It's been good. It kind of keeps me active and everything and and it's going to be sad to go, but, but I feel like there's somebody out there who can get the same kind of experience Mm -hmm from doing something like that, then it's time for me to, to step okay. back. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope, I hope somebody does come in and, and is able to be as impacted as I was. Cool. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah.
0: Do you guys have favorite roles that you've, uh...
1: um, I have my, so I, my, my, uh, I've got three favorite roles and they were done at, three different theaters with mm-hmm. three different companies okay. and three completely different times in my like acting career sure um my first was actually an icono theatric show mm-hmm. um i the i don't remember a whole lot about this sh- i don't remember if the show was incredible or if it was awful i just remember it being my first leading uh, ish role okay i was uh roger in rent oh over. wow and That's cool. um that that kind of dove me into the acting because it was my like punk rock vibe. Right, I could, yeah. I could I could just be myself on stage, and that was a thing I never uh-huh. got to do. Um, and then pretty soon after that, actually, I got my first show at um, Obsidian. Mm-hmm. I was Tunny in American Idiot. Oh wow! And okay. I I just adore that show. I adore the music. Mm-hmm. The Green Days always had such an impact on my life mm-hmm. um so just doing that and getting exposed to the obsidian art space was fantastic um and then more recently um i was clyde and bonnie and clyde oh right which okay. is a, i i'm obsessed with jeremy jordan just <laughs> as a person so any of his <laughs> roles are so that's that's the first one ticked off my list okay I, I, I have We're working on getting more. the rest. Yeah, but <laughs> but that that was that was the first role that felt like I was taking off a dream role and it was it was great. That's cool. Yeah.
2: I um so because I've done so many like ensemble bits, I get to play so many different characters. Um but one of my first roles out of college where um where I was just that role and that's it was Ted in Peter and the Starcatcher.
0: Oh, right, okay.
2: And it kind of spurred this love of pineapples. And,
0: <laughs> and I was
2: able to pull from the kids that I teach, I was yeah. able to pull some of their attitudes and mm. how they behave and put them into this character. That's cool. And I got to be a little boy. Nice. I think that's yeah. the most exciting part was I finally got to be something that I 100% could was never not. possibly yeah. be. Sure. Um, but that was really fun except for when i choked on the pineapple leaf during that one show that was awful not good no No. um and actually um playing annie in evil dead has been has been challenging and has been amazing for me yeah and i've absolutely loved that and come see the show (laughs) yeah yeah. I'm,
0: i'm 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 really looking forward to it i'm gonna try to get (laughs) <laughs> it's, 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 it. it, it it's odd just to, being actors. It's hard to go and see shows because yeah. you're just busy all the time. We and, have an
2: industry night and,
0: and, <laughs> and, and that's okay. good to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. It's on the website, uh, yeah. theater.org. <laughs> Theater. yep. um, probably. Yeah, no, it is. it is. Um, it, it, it's just, uh, you know, you go to these, you're active, you're in rehearsal all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get some time off. And it's like, oh my god, that looks so cool. And then the, the day comes, and it's like, oh my god, why did I agree to do this? because <laughs> yeah. I just want to be at I just home. just wanted the time to off, sleep. Yeah. And then you go, and it's amazing, and you're glad you went. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's just making making the commitment and putting it on yeah. the calendar and remembering yeah. remembering why you put it on the calendar because yeah. it's cool no matter how tired you are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's definitely when I want to make an effort to go out and see. So um. Do, do either of you? Um, I mean, I guess you're directing when you're when you're basically doing classes and stuff. Are you are you, are you looking to direct outside of?
2: Yeah, um, it was actually a dream of mine once I jumped into the theater program at Sam. Mm-hmm. It's a far distant dream, but hopefully one day in the next. How old am I? Next seventy years, hopefully that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sure you
0: can make it happen yeah. in seven decades. I, I want
2: to direct something that's either on Broadway or or on Off Broadway.
0: Oh, okay. that, that
2: would be a dream. Not to necessarily move up to New York and live there and and do all of that, but mm-hmm. but direct something that
0: is in that city. at
2: least a million people are gonna see. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think it'd be so fun. I just I love the idea of of creating something with almost a non-budget. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> you well, know. Uh, failing being in, in New York yeah. um, and doing something that's like brand new and you're collaborating with, uh, are there bucket list shows for as far as directing that you not necessarily for
2: Broadway? Um, but I have two shows that I am I have wanted to direct forever. And uh-huh. one is um, um, Neil Simon Barefoot in the Park.
0: Oh, I love that. I so, want to direct that show so I've bad. i aged my way out of Paul Browder, but, um, <laughs> but you can like, be
2: um you can no you can still be Paul. Yeah, yeah you can still do it.
0: Um,
2: um, but I think the eccentric upstairs neighbor is the most fun. Yeah, character. he's the most fun. <laughs> he's the most fun. But I
0: mean, I, I've seen um I've seen oh man, there was like a live performance that they did in the '80s that was recorded for HBO. Yeah, and I. I I've seen that many 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 times where I've seen like the Reb, Robert Redford and 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 Jane Fonda one like mm-hmm. maybe once. Yeah. And so when I think barefoot in the park I always think You
2: think of the 80s one?
0: I think I think of it on stage. Yeah. with a live audience. And um and um
2: that's how it should be done. And
0: that's how it should be done. Yeah. And the but everybody in there was so good and I it would take me I'd have to look it up on IMDb or somebody to, I mean, to figure out who it was. I mean, it was Richard Thomas as, um, Paul Mm Browder, which, you know, he's like fresh off the Waltons, uh, when he did that. And then there are a bunch of people whose faces I know, but I don't think I know their names. You can't grab their names. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, except, uh, the guy who was the telephone repair dude (laughs) who is in a bunch of Star Trek as different characters. And I, uh, James Cromwell, who was in um, mm, yeah. uh, Babe. That's the, awesome. The two Babe movies. Yeah. It's like, and it, it's weird that I could connect, connect <laughs> that, connect that because like I, you know, this, it's something like my, my grandmother was into the show and, and she had taped it when back, you know, in the eighties and, and that's the tape that we would watch. Yeah. And, um, it, it's amazing that I can connect at least that guy now because I must've been like six or seven. When we were watching it. That's but, awesome. But the, the memories of that. And they even had like a, they even had like a short intermission. It was weird. It's like, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the lights would fade down and they'd have like this like sort of like, you know, title cards with trivia questions and things on it. And, That's the, cool. and a timer that would go for like five minutes and before they came <laughs> back to it. That's I mean, awesome. it wasn't like a full 15 or 20, but, but yeah, they, they, they did everything movie. they could to make this video feel like a live performance. That's awesome. But um yeah, so but yeah, that's that's sort of a weird bucket list to me because I, I, I just saw like the audition notice for it at like Theater Southwest. And I'm like, oh yeah. that's a drive. I don't know if I can <laughs> do it. I don't know. Um but anyway.
2: And the other one is um uh, James and the giant peach. Musical. Oh cool. I have had this I have it all formulated in my brain and there's an adult cast and there's a kid cast and I don't want to give any more away because Uh, I don't want somebody to do it and then my (laughs) vision be before me, but I didn't do it. But yeah. Well, I, I can garble the
0: audio something. on that, <laughs> <laughs> or, or cut it out, or you know, if yeah. you need me to take that out, or or the the part where you're leaving uh, stage works, if I oh, need to take yeah. that out, <laughs> yeah. let me know. No, it's okay. It's
2: yeah, okay. okay. It'll be public knowledge. Yeah. You okay. Well, it's alright. Yeah. You
0: know, better write that letter over the weekend. Better, <laughs> right. right. Okay. Um, well, the. I don't i don't know if j t is interested in directing or that also leads into the bucket list as an actor are there roles that you are looking forward to playing
1: i mean uh, directing i definitely think is not my cup of tea i'm not huge into i i know that's not what it is but i'm i'm not a very controlling mm-hmm. kind of per- i like i don't like to make decisions i don't yeah. like
0: I'm he the, never the, makes the, logis- the logistics of it I think is the hardest part about yeah, being a director. So, it's like uh, when I think about it, it's like all I wanna do is, you know, work with actors. I don't wanna have to think about all the the uh, the um order of operations as far as, you know, what needs to happen first and exactly. things. And it just feels like, like I, a lot. I feel like I wanna leave that to somebody else. But yeah, so I, I get that, that I kinda give I kinda get that. Um but yeah, as an as an actor, do you have yeah,
1: um, I have one that I want above all others. I'll save that for last for suspense. Anything um, with dun, Jeremy dun, Jordan? Yeah, Jeremy Jordan. So I, I... Okay, was... okay,
0: I feel stupid. I need to know who this person is. I, I honestly don't know. So he's, um... Maybe I'm not big enough in. him I have, musicals. I'm, no, I'm no, a very,
1: he's... I'm a very, uh, high tenor in my singing range. Oh, okay. Um, so when I first started looking at musicals just as a thing, mm-hmm. um he has a very high range as well. Okay. Um so I kind of stuck to that and was like wow, if this guy can do this, I can follow his roles and try this and this and this. So mm-hmm. he was kind of the first one that I clicked into mm-hmm. and he's just a great singer.
2: He I... was um he was um in last 5 years the movie.
1: He's also in oh, okay. the Anna Supergirl Kendrick. TV show, I believe. Yeah, oh, okay. he's kind of
2: taken a step away from Broadway and he's doing more film. Stuff now.
1: Yeah, okay. But um, I, one of his roles is Jack Kelly in Newsies, the musical, mm-hmm. so I really want to do that. Um, I want to be in Be More Chill because that show is fantastic, and Kinky Boots. Okay. Those those three, I don't know if they'll ever happen, but my number one of all time is uh, the musical Once. Um, I don't know that one. You, it's, it's a very uh, kind of Irish folksy sounding. Um,
2: you, you know the song Falling Slowly?
1: Um, if
0: I heard it, probably, you,
1: yeah. probably. Um, but I don't think it's a show that'll ever happen because um, each member of the ensemble plays mm-hmm. a different instrument, like an accordion, a mandolin. Oh, wow. yeah. So you it's just a show a that's band. really hard to put on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, as I've been making friends around Houston, I'm like, hey. You should, you, <laughs> you should learn how to play the accordion. You should learn how to play the harmon. So I'm like building a collective so that one day
0: this can happen.
1: Yeah, but
0: yeah, it's my, a far off dream. That's funny. No, my uh, my I have a similar dream about finding a theremin player, but um, <laughs> you know, just to, to do weird sci-fi fun things. Um, radio things so shows, cool. and stuff. Yeah. I fell
2: into a YouTube rabbit hole of yeah. watching nice. people play those things. Yeah so cool.
1: Yeah.
0: The latest one I saw was like on, um, uh, and the only, the reason I was watching this is because Jodie Whittaker was on it. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it was a Graham Norton show uh, episode where he was interviewing her and, oh God, that was just last week, and Ryan Gosling and Lady Gaga. Oh, and yeah. I think I saw um, clips from that. Oh, uh, who else? Oh, I can't remember now. But but yeah, she, she played theremin for the first time and it actually sounded really cool because you know somebody just rolled it up and put it in front of her so it's She's like hey okay. here play and, <laughs> and and it took her like a second to kind of figure it out and then it's like it was i don't know it was really cool for something that spontaneous that you've never worked yeah. with before So neat. <clears throat> uh what's what's next for you do you
1: we
2: have auditions.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. We don't have anything definitive lined right up now, right now. Lined up. No. Yeah. I mean, just more Evil Dead shows as of right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well we
2: ha- we know that we have a couple of auditions. We have auditions coming up this Saturday, actually, and then we have auditions um, for something that we really want to be in next or this coming summer, mm-hmm. if they can solidify it. Um, at nineteen sixty,
0: plus nineteen sixty. I won't. I won't pry. <laughs> no, no, well, they, not so, um,
2: no, because they've announced it. So the auditions this weekend are actually for Newsy, so it's, a bucket, oh, wow, it's yeah. a bucket list character for him. Okay, and actually, the role that I want is whoever or the woman who's opposite of Jack Kelly. Um, her name is Catherine,
1: and we've never played, opposite and we've each never other gotten
2: before. to play opposite each other, oh, except yeah. for the
1: well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Um And then the this summer, this coming summer, they're doing Be More Chill, which is um, oh, now, this, yeah, yeah, and is now going to Broadway. Oh, wow. So um, they released the rights for, like, three weeks. And they said, okay, well, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. Here are the rights. And then at the end of that three-week mark, they were like, oh, it's going to Off-Broadway. Yoink. And, yeah. like, pulled oh, them. Oh, man. And 1960 and I think one other theater in, in Texas was able to grab those rights before they went away. Uh-huh. And um, so hopefully, they hopefully they, they've signed all the contracts and they've gotten all of that, but they can still pull away because they just now made it to like Broadway. Right. So hopefully they don't because that would be awesome. There's a dream role in there for me too. Cool. Uh, yeah, her great. name is Christine. She's quirky. I love
0: it. <laughs> Break a leg. Thank and you. while I'm uh, wishing you luck, we're just going to roll right into the cold reed stride cold read straw okay. okay so i was talking about this earlier you know how this works i hand you sides you get a chance to look at them for a minute or so uh usually there's some sort of twist and, and today I'm, I'm gonna let kiara play hamlet uh, yes
1: yeah! <laughs> so <laughs> my dream
0: yes <laughs> um so and because it's halloween um. Um. I, I, you're gonna be the ghost of, of Hamlet's father. Uh, well, I could have gone oh, with the Scottish. Dream. I could have gone with the Scottish play, but I figured that was just a little too obvious. Too, so. Yeah, so. so <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna hand you these and just take a look at it. And Thank you. You, you let me know. There's a big section for Hamlet and a big section for the ghost. Um.
2: Can I tell you that? Yes. Cold reads and auditions mm-hmm. is my. Th- favorite favorite part
0: Oh, well that's of doing theater. That's good because like most people that end up doing this is like, oh my god, why am I uh, it's like what's about to happen? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm on a whole nother level right now. I'm so excited. That's
0: cool. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys just let me know when you're both ready.
2: Angels and ministers of grace defend us. Be thou a spirit of health or goblin damned. Bring with thee airs from heaven or blasts from hell. Be thy intents wicked or charitable, Thy canonized bones, Hurst in death, That thou, dead course, Again in complete steel, Revisits thus the glimpses of the moon, Making night hideous, And we fools of nature, So horridly to shake our disposition, With thoughts beyond the reaches of our souls? Say, why is this? Wherefore? What should we do?
1: Mark me. I am thy father's spirit, doomed for a certain time to walk the night and for the day confined to fasting fires. Till the foul crimes done in my days of nature are burnt and purged away, but that I am forbid to tell the secrets of my prison house. I could a tale unfold whose lightest word would harrow up thy soul, freeze thy young blood make thy two eyes like stars start from their spheres thy knotted and combined locks to part and each particular hair to stand on end like quills upon the fearful porpentine but this eternal blazon must not be to ears of flesh and blood list list oh list if thou didst ever thy dear father love <laughs> Revenge his foul and most
0: unnatural murder. I shall die. Daddy! That was fun. Yay!
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, was there any last things you wanted to say about the evil dead or anything else that we didn't maybe talk about? or?
1: No, hmm. it's neat. Go see it if you get a chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. That,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. For itself. yeah, cool. Kira Steelhammer plays Annie alongside her husband, slash actor, slash ensemble JT Fisher in the Obsidian Theatre production of Evil Dead the Musical. Now playing through October twenty seventh. Please go to obsidiantheater.org for tickets, showtimes, and details about industry night, as well as about Halloween parties with splash zones. Because let's not kid ourselves, it's a musical based on the Evil Dead, so prepare for a bloodbath. You've been listening to Strutting and Fretting, conversations with actors and performing artists from Houston and beyond. Our theme music is by Ben Miller, and part of this episode was written by William Shakespeare. Speaking to you from Studio E42, I am your host, Timothy Eggert. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the cheap seats.
1: How did this happen? You have to believe me, Beast would never do anything to endanger Fable Town. I think this situation requires certain skill sets, Miss White. I guess it takes a wolf to track a wolf. We may have a problem. Protecting Fable Town was my job. I failed them.
0: There are things that happened in the homelands, things that nobody knows about. Whatever has happened is bad, but right now, Fable Town could use a little bad of their own.
1: Welcome to Fable Town. For more information, go to
0: fabletownseries.com.